Good evening. It's Sunday, April the 8th, uh, 2018. And this is a rare moment when I am in the house by myself. My husband has taken the dog out down to the river for a walk. And both sons are out for the evening. So it's quiet. So unless the phone rings, it's a pretty good chance I have this living room all to myself. So I thought this would be a great time to do a podcast and uh, reflect on some of the things I've been learning This past year, I'm preparing, uh, in a sense, for speaking at a conference luncheon this summer. So it's just a 30-minute speaking engagement this summer. But the topic is shaped, how we are shaped by God. So as I anticipate this coming in the summer, I just keep thinking about this word and applying it to everything that I'm reading and learning and thinking about. And if you look on my blog, if you go back a little bit, you'll see there um, I have some different topics where I've approached this idea of being shaped uh, a few different ways. So today I want to talk about the idea of surrender, surrendered and shaped. That one of the ways that God shapes our lives and transforms us more into his image is by the surrender of our own will to his will. And here's an example of what that's been like in my life. Uh, My last few blogs, I find this interesting because I do these blogs and these podcasts for for two reasons. One, out of obedience to, to what I feel God is asking me to be about in my life, to express what I'm learning about who he is and who I am and who the world is as I see it uh, through words, spoken or written. So this is one, one reason why I do this blog podcast thing. But the second reason, and it's slightly selfish actually, is that it's an amazing opportunity for me to record my own growth in a, in a tangible way so that I can look back and read back and listen and, and understand sort of where I've come from and where I am and where I might be going. So I often look back through my own writing and get reacquainted with myself and realize, ah, yes, that's why I've been feeling a bit confused lately, or that's why I'm drawn to thinking more about this. Um, one of the things recently in my own life is that I, I graduated two years ago now from seminary with a master's degree in theological studies, and I have been sort of waiting for a sense of direction as to what to do with that degree. And I do struggle with health issues, and so um, my energy varies from day to day, and uh, I live with chronic pain, which is pretty tiring and takes some time to manage. So I haven't been able to really figure out how a degree can work into a job that is sort of a part-time job or a full-time job. I I can't quite picture it. So I've applied at a few different places and been rejected, and I've been inquiring in different different kinds of ways to use that degree, um, but nothing has has nothing has sort of felt right or or sat right regarding um, how it would fit with the rest of my life. So the last you know four or five months maybe I've been experimenting with other types of jobs, just looking up general labor jobs, um, organizing houses, 
organizing people's stuff, you know, trying to pick the things that I like to do here at home and seeing, oh, is there a job for me? And so I've inquired with a bunch of organizing agencies and and none of them are hiring. They're all, a lot of these people work alone or they'll hire a different organizer who has sort of a professional certification. So again, just hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And and um, as some of my past posts have mentioned, some I begin to realize that when I hit that many roadblocks, it's time to stop and reassess and rest. So I've been reading and really enjoying some good books um, and trying to sort of refocus my brain away from problem solving and job hunting to discerning out what God has for me. And one of the books I've been reading is by Gordon T. Smith called The Voice of Jesus, Discernment, Prayer, and the Witness of the Spirit. And it's an, it's an excellent book. I read it maybe once a year. Um, and he talks a lot about what it means to what it means to really know God's voice in your life and what it means to, to be able to recognize it, how you can recognize it, aside from all the other voices and, and influences or people's opinions about what kind of life you should have or shouldn't, how to discern out that one voice that you know is God's and that you can stand before God in prayer and say, God, I, I believe this is what you're asking me to do, and so I will say yes to that. And as I've been reading through this book, there's one thing that has come clear to me, and that is that I have had an ideal picture in my mind of the job that I want, and that job is not available right now. And so as I've been reading through this book, I realized I need to lay that down. I need to surrender my will. And I didn't realize that my will was a really good job that, that I think would be fantastic. I, I just thought that was a good idea. But in reading this and in praying and listening, I, I had a sense that God was saying, no, actually, Heather, that's, that's your idea. That's totally your will. And if you can lay that down, then I can show you what I want for you. And so, you know, in a very simplistic explanation of, of that process, what I basically did was write out in my journal, okay, fine, okay, Lord, my idea for my perfect job is this, and I wrote it all out. And then I said, I, I will now give up that idea. I don't have to have it. I don't need it. I will stop pursuing it. And I open myself up to what it is that you have for me. And in the process, I was just doing some sort of self-evaluation and, and um, did one of those spiritual gift inventories again, where you can go online and you can kind of look at what all the spiritual gifts are. And that's, I mean, as you probably already know, that's just, it's as you choose to follow Jesus, then, then he gives you this supernatural ability in a sense to be merciful to be um to be administrative to be a teacher to be he gives you these gifts these special talents in a sense that are that are god's way of expressing god's love to the world through you in a really specific way 
And when you read through the Bible and the New Testament, they talk about not everyone has the same gifts. There's teachers, there's preachers, there's a there's church planters, people that go out and start little communities of believers. There's um, people that have uh, mercy and um, administration kind of gifts and prophecy. And so all of these gifts together create the church. We all represent together as a body the character and person of who God is. So I was doing this inventory again. I just wanted to kind of see what my what my deal was, who I was on this particular um, kind of survey thing. So I did it again. And the top ones for me were mercy and administration and encouragement. And I so I wrote them down, and then about a week later, I went into our church, and I met with a pastor there, and I said, so here's the deal. <laughs> These are my, my gifts. I want to be able to use them in the church somehow. I don't know how. Can you see a way for me to be involved in these particular giftings? Not kind of where is there an open job that I could do a thing if, if there's someone that needs to sweep the driveway or or clean the kitchen I could do that not that just actually it was a it felt vulnerable to say no actually this is sort of my collection of who God is creating me to be and I offer this little collection of things to to God through my church to God's people um and I don't know quite what that looks like. And so I met with a pastor, and, and he had a couple ideas, and he, he was good. He just kind of said, what do you think? Here's a couple things where I think those gifts would work. Um, and I think you could maybe put some of those things together. So we discussed a few things, and I um, began working with uh, some of the ideas. And then I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So the offer was um, to help organize our seniors' events at our church and to start working with the young families and try to, young families and young marrieds, that sort of age bracket, and try to get them together and, and see what kind of groups they want to form and sort of take care of the young and the older. And I, it has been quite something. I just said to my husband this morning, you know, if you read through my journal over the past few months, you would have seen so many questions like, God, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to do? Show me the thing. I don't know what the thing is. If you could show me the thing, I'll do the thing. So many lines like that in my journal. And since this surrender and this offer of how might I be involved, um, I have had this incredible amount of peace and incredible amount of joy. And I can't really explain it except that if you were to look through my journal, which I wouldn't let you, but if you did, you would see in the last month, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I love this. I love what I'm doing. I love these seniors. I love these young families. This is so much fun. And I've, and I've been able to experience God's power working through really simple things that I've been doing uh, to impact people in incredible ways. And I just, I feel so thankful to God for that. And so as I consider this idea of what it means to be shaped by God, to, to surrender up 
our will is like the clay saying to the potter, Okay, fine, potter, you can make me into whatever you want, but I can't see it, I can't picture it, and it bothers me that I can't picture it. I want control over the outcome, but I surrender. You can take this blob of clay, potter, you can take it, you can make it to whatever you want it to be. And I've, I've just been thrilled at what God has done in the past month for me as he has given me this incredible amount of peace and joy and just pure fun over loving people and what it means to be involved in these people's lives at my church and, and, and watching, you know, the scripture talks about as we allow God to work through our lives that we are connected to him like, like branches to a vine and that, that as we are able to receive the, the nourishment from the vine out to the branches, that fruit is then grown. And I'm watching fruit happen in people's lives and in my own life. And it's this connection to the vine uh, through surrender for me that has brought this about. And I would say to you that, you know, it's, uh, hmm, have I not been connected to the vine? Have I not been, you know, praying the proper way or or sitting with Jesus? I sit with God here on my living room couch almost every morning, reading scripture, reading my book, writing in a journal, praying, trying to sit with God, trying to hear him and know him. So, so have I not been connected to the vine? And the only thing that I understand in this past month is that, is that God's Holy Spirit, by His grace, showed me the thing where I was stuck. And what I was stuck on was that in my sitting with Jesus and abiding with Him, I was presenting my little handful of ideas to Him all the time. God, how about this? Can I have this? Is this a good idea? Can I have this job? This one sounds great. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And what God wanted from me was just to open my hands and drop it, let it go, so that he could give me what, what was better. And I don't think that I was listening very clearly. Um, and so it took some time, and it took this book, and it took the Holy Spirit reminding me and convicting me of my own sin my own selfish ways of wanting my own way. And so I am incredibly grateful that surrendering to God, my will, is what is shaping me. And um, I just want to share that with you today. Let me say a quick prayer for you. Lord Jesus, I think about those who are listening today, who are perhaps in the same place, or have a story that's similar. And I ask, Lord, would you show them, as you did me, to let go of the good so that you can give us what is best, and to humble ourselves so that we can realize that the, the thing that we're holding on to, even though it seems like such a great idea, it may actually be pure disobedience to what you have for us. And we have to ungrip like a little child letting go of a toy or candy. We have to 
pry our hands off and let it go and say, okay, God, what do you have? And then wait and let you show and bring and open our eyes to the thing that you have for us. And God, you know, I'm a brainstormer and I'm a thinker and I'm a creative person. And you and I talk about this all the time. I love to solve problems and find solutions. And yet, Lord, you've shown me in this past month that you actually didn't need me to give you an idea. You wanted to give me yours. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I don't have to do it all on my own. And so I pray for those that are listening today that they would experience you even more powerfully and more intimately as they let go of the things that they might be holding too tightly to. And Lord, if they're in a place where they have surrendered and they're, they're feeling the freedom and the joy, then I just praise you, God, for that with them. And may that continue to produce great fruit in their lives, fruit that, that glorifies you and draws people toward you so that when people see their lives and my life, they say, where does that come from? Why does that person have that joy and that peace? Where are they getting that sustenance from, that life-giving water? And we can point them to Jesus. And so, God, we they, I thank you for this time together with my friends, and I pray your blessing on their life in a really powerful way today. In Jesus' name, amen.